Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming up, Bob Iger says he will stay on President Trump's advisory council. Disney Cruise Line is being sued over hazardous bathroom conditions. And Zachary Levi says he knows that the turkey legs at Disney are, in fact, emu. (laughs) All that, plus news, roundtable, rapid fire, and much, much more. Live from the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida, this is The Diz Unplugged. This is The Diz Unplugged, episode number 932, for the week of March 14th, 2017. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. Let the experts at Dreams Unlimited Travel help you plan the perfect Disney, Universal, Cruise, or Adventures by Disney vacation. Vacation. Visit us on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. My name is John Magi, and I will be your host. And I am joined at the table this week by a bunch of random people I just happen to know. <laughs> Kathy Whirling. Hi, everybody. Kevin Close. Hi, everyone. Rhino Clavin. Hello. What's his name? Corey <laughs> I'm just Martin. happy to be here. That's my name. <laughs> Corey Martin. And back in our production facility, we have our producer, Craig Williams. Hello. Hi, guys. Again, welcome. Um, we just want to let you know that Pete Werner is actually in New York City, which is why he is not hosting the show. Uh, he's enjoying a, a nice trip to New York in a blizzard. Uh, he has decided that that's more fun than being with any of us. Apparently, no. He's there to see. Um, what is he there to see? Bette Midler. Hello, Dolly. Yep. The opening night, I believe. Right. He has the first show. The opening night of previews. Excellent. Um, we have heard from Pete, and I think he's doing okay. We've seen some reports from New York City, and the snow's not as bad there as it is other places. But for our friends and listeners and watchers who are in the Northeast, we hope you guys stay safe. I talked to someone from New England this morning, and they said it was Snow Central. Mm. Pretty big storm. Was it Storm Stella? Blizzard yes. Stella? I don't Stella. Know Stella. Meanwhile, we're wearing hoodies because it's, it's below 60. 60. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's chilly here in Florida. It actually is, and it's windy. Yeah. We have frost advisories in the north part, of, northern part of the state. So You can feel the, em- the sympathy emanating from the northeast. <laughs> All right. Um, So let's get started with some housekeeping. Uh, I want to bring you guys up to speed on our 20th anniversary celebration of the Diz. Again, this is June 1st, 2017. We will be celebrating all that week at uh, the Walt Disney World Resort. We have some rooms that we've uh, booked through the group space, and this uh, these are special pricing we have for our folks. There are some rooms still available, so if you're interested, you can go and book a discounted room for the stay. Um, we will be doing an auction to raise money for Give Kids the World. We announced that last week, that our link is available to submit your items for the auction. We hope we've set up a pretty easy system so that folks can just submit their stuff, and once we receive it, we'll have a nice flow of putting the items out for auction. Um, I don't have any new information. I apologize. We were supposed to get some updates today. I can let you know that um, the rooms that we're holding for the auction and for our sort of meet and greet areas and our come and get your credentials, those will be in the Boardwalk Resort. We will have specifically what rooms they are as soon as we know from Disney. 
But that's where we were last time, right? Yeah, for the yeah that worked out well. I think we're going to get the exact same rooms. Okay. Uh, and again, we're also planning our big party for June 1st, uh, 2017. That's a Thursday. I can't give you any specifics. However, I can let you know that it will be an evening event for sure. Um, think along the lines of Dizapaloozas and things like that. It will be in a Disney theme park. So let's just say that for now. And then we will hopefully have details this week so you guys can start signing up for that. Uh, also, moving on in housekeeping, let you know about upcoming shows we have, upcoming podcasts. Um, every Monday, the Dreams Unlimited Travel podcast, hosted by myself. Um, this past Monday, we did a Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines itineraries. We talked about that with Tracy. And I'm going to be honest with you, I don't know what we're going to do this upcoming Monday. We've got a couple of shows that we've recorded that I need to look at to see exactly what we're going to do. We may do a may release two uh, shorter shows, or we may have nothing at all. So it's going to be a surprise next week. We're not quite sure yet. Uh, moving on, Rhino, tell us about Dizpop this week. Uh, this week I'll be joined by uh, Miss Stephen Porter, and uh, she and I will be discussing our favorite um, uh, Disney... Oh, we rank the uh, live-action Disney movies, the the live-action animated remake Disney movies, and we say which ones we think are doing it right, which ones kind of drop the ball or miss the mark on that in order to get prepared for the release of the live-action Beauty and the Beast this this coming Friday, which also maybe this weekend we'll do a review of that at some point. But, and when yeah. is this pop? This pop is, well, it'll definitely be this Friday. It's usually Friday-ish, but it's this Friday for sure, so... Yeah, so tune into that and uh, let us know your uh, what your favorite of those remakes has been thus far and one that you're looking forward to in the future because we talk about that as well. Because did you know there are 22 of them in currently being considered to be made by Disney right now? So oh, that's geez. pretty much the name of the movie game for them in the future right now. Well, they've figured out that that's how to make money. Yeah. You get the same franchise. You don't have to pay for it again. You just It's built-in marketing. Exactly. Cause you're just You're already tapping into that from the 80s and 90s and whatever and just moving forward. Built-in so. audiences. Yep. People are going to want to see it. Excellent. Thank you, Rhino. Craig, what about the Universal Edition? Every Thursday, you guys do things about Universal and stuff. Mm. Yeah, we do. I'm kind of in the same boat as you right now. I don't know what's actually going to happen this week, but I can tell you. Uh, Rhino and I are trying to get over to go see the brand new Race Through New York starring Jimmy Fallon attraction that's in soft openings. So uh, we just have not had a free second. So hopefully we'll be able to get over there tomorrow so that way we can talk about it on Wednesday. And if not, then, well... Yeah, something will happen. We'll find out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I hope you get a chance to see Jimmy Fallon's soft opening. I think that would be interesting for you guys to talk about that. I don't know. Nothing Craig that at all. It's <laughs> more than a soft opening. Um, do you have information for us on the Disneyland show? Yes, of course I do. Perfect. So on this week's Disneyland edition, the team discusses their favorites from this year's California Adventure Food and Wine Festival, so you can find that right now on iTunes. And then remember, if you want to listen to them uh, live on Sundays, Sunday nights at Mixler.com at 7 p.m. Pacific time, you can tune in and hear all about it then. And uh, also going to plug, uh, Tom made a whole bunch of videos about the California Food and Wine Festival uh, that's happening right now. And uh, we're releasing them uh, over the next couple days couple at a time so uh, if you want an even more in-depth look at that event go ahead and watch those videos awesome i do have a, a little 
uh, Disneyland team thing. It's uh, Mary Jo's birthday today, so I just yes. want to say happy, happy birthday, birthday to Mary Jo. Happy birthday, Mary Jo. Yeah. Well, very yeah. cool. Excellent. Thank you, Craig. Uh, what else in housekeeping? Ronnie, you want to talk about Patreon? Uh, yeah, so if you haven't... If you're not aware yet or you're tired of us hearing about it, but we have a uh, Patreon site now, and uh, Patreon is designed to um, help uh, creative people uh, like ourselves um, with day-to-day costs of running things like the podcast, um, equipment upgrades, um, all that stuff we do. It just makes the videos we do better. It gives us a little more breathing room with some stuff like that. So you can... um, uh, uh, Pete is talking to me through a voice uh, in the wall here, <laughs> but um, so yeah, so you can you can donate monetarily anywhere from like one dollar to a hundred dollars as as little as much as you want, as frequently or infrequently as you want, and you'll get access to all a bunch of exclusive content that's made for you, um, wallpapers, phone wallpapers. There's exclusive vlogs. You get to know the team a little bit better. I've been doing um, – Kevin, yours was the – I think it was yours was the last of the uh, Spotify playlists I put up there that people really enjoyed. Um, Shoot, I knew I was forgetting something. Yeah. It's all right. Julie sent me one. So Julie's going out this week for anybody that is subscribed it's, to that. It's probably been, all Gwen Stefani. It absolutely is all Gwen really? Stefani. Yeah. All, I was joking. All 15 songs <laughs> she sent me are Gwen Stefani. That no is doubt. hilarious. So, so I picked all songs that I really, really love. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're, yeah. So yours was great. I actually liked – mine so much that i made for the patreon playlist i keep listening to it like i've been listening to it nonstop. so i'm really i it, this was fun for me it's a way for you guys to get to know us a little better do you know how i picked that out how did you i picked out the most the played song, <laughs> the most played songs on my iphone mine did not line up for appropriate sharing yet so i didn't i oh, gotta yeah, you know i might there. have to create a couple yeah yeah so there'll be there'll be more stuff like that um you get early access to um, to our minisodes um, and, you know, just kind of anything we come up with along the way, too. So, like I said, it's it's as, as little as you want to give, as, as infrequently or frequently as you want to give. That's at uh, patreon.com uh, slash uh, disunplugged. And um, we'll, we'll have a link to that in the show notes page, I guess. I'm saying it because it sounds familiar. It's been there every single week. <laughs> okay, that's, that. what I, that's what I assumed. It's also like something we might YouTube do, but we're not really too. quite sure. Excellent. Thank you, yeah. Rhino, for that. Anybody else? How's I do. All right. I need a clean house. Um, just want to remind people that we're doing this cruise in March of two th- uh, 2018, March 24th. We're going all around the country of Italy. It's on Viking Ocean Cruises. Uh, the bottom three tiers are the bottom two are sold out. The next one is within striking distance of sold out. And the one above that is just becoming limited. So if you're interested in going, the prices you're the prices you're going to have to pay are going to go up because the you're going to have to pick a higher level of stateroom. If you're interested, Kevin at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Excellent. 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 Anything else before we move on? All right, seems like we're good. All right, we're going to move on to the news. Before we go on to the news that Kathy will read for us, I just want people to know that Teresa has not been fired. <laughs> Everything is okay with Teresa. We tried. The lawyers wouldn't allow it. <laughs> really. um, she had a little bit of flubs last week, but we think she's I thought it was fun. hilarious. She's in the chat room, actually, right now. I thought it was hilarious. I, I enjoyed she's making it. making typos? It's funny for you people who didn't have to host the show. <laughs> you really should making typos. All right, so we have Kathy with the news. Go ahead, Kathy. Take it away. Okay. Disney CEO Iger to stay on Trump's advisory council. The Walt Disney Company had an annual meeting for their investors on last Wednesday. The discussion became political, and Disney CEO Bob Iger was questioned from both liberal and conservative investors about the media, immigration, and his role on President Trump's advisory council. 
Disney CEO Bob Iger stated that he will not step down from President Trump's advisory council. He believes that it is in the best interest of our company and our industry to have an opportunity to express specific points of view directly to the President of the United States. There are approximately 15 current and former CEOs on Trump's advisory council. Iger made it clear that his participation in President Trump's advisory council doesn't represent his approval of some of Trump's actions and policies as president. Last month, Iger did miss the first meeting of the advisory council, but stated that it conflicted with the Disney board meeting. On immigration, Iger stated that a policy that is open to the world is, I think, something that is vital to the future success of the Walt Disney Company and this country. Conservative Justin Danhoff of the National Center for Public Policy Research indicated that Disney television networks and media, including ABC and ESPN, have a bias in favor of liberal coastal elites. Iger stated that the Disney-operated media is not at all biased. He was proud that Disney-operated media present news in an extremely fair way. I Almost the exact same words I said when we first read that story about him possibly not being on the council. I said, Wasn't, isn't it better to have the president's ear and discuss these things with mm-hmm. him rather yes. than not be on the council? So I give Bob Iger credit for, for continuing on. I think it's a good thing. I agree. And I'm sure when it, he decides that it's not in Disney's best interest – he won't be on the council anymore. Well, my my mm-hmm. hope is that uh, since you know Disney all around the world is all about traveling and people going from all these places, you know, through ABD and just to get to the other theme parks, is that you know he can keep that you know that always open and in discussion, and, right? You right. Know, you know, express those views that yeah. like he did in this great quote that said, "Listen, you know, the the future of our company and our country is." You know, the fact that we want to include everybody. So yeah. hopefully that that will he'll be able to express those ideas going forward for sure. All right. Moving on to our okay. next news story. Disney Cruise Line sued over hazardous bathroom conditions. A Florida woman has filed a lawsuit against Disney Cruise Line on behalf of her son, claiming that Disney failed to maintain the ship in a safe condition. Wait a minute. Is this her view after she well, fell? What, what is this photo. picture of? <laughs> It's very, you know... Oh, this is when yeah, Craig was reenacting what? scenes of Psycho in his... Uh, <laughs> maybe it gives you the, uh, you know... Oh, There's a perspective from when she fell, you know, it's very Orwellian. <laughs> I took this from Tom Bell's news story on that, so we need to pass oh, wow. the blame to Tom Bell. <laughs> that is Tom Bell's view of the world, so I believe that that's probably accurate. <laughs> Sorry, Kathy. That's okay. According to the complaint filed last month by Alicia Rowland, her child tripped and fell in the bathroom while on a cruise in March 2016. During the fall, the child hit his cheek on the metal strip on the side of the bathtub. Roland alleges that the bathroom posed a hazardous condition and that Disney Cruise Line not only failed to maintain the bathroom, but also failed to warn passengers of the unsafe condition. condition. She is asking for a jury trial and is seeking damages and interest. All right. So how long has Disney Cruise Line been sailing? Are we we're looking at 20 years almost, right? Yeah, 98, some, I believe. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. This is the first time someone has brought this situation up. I don't believe that this is the fault of Disney Cruise Line. No. Does anyone else think so? No, it's, it's not. I mean, you, you have to get used to that little step up. I mean, it's there. You mm-hmm. just have to get used to it. I mean, we, we, we're going on a cruise soon. 
And I'm sure Ferris is going to trip a couple times. <laughs> and so will I. And no, it just happened. Imagine what Disney would have to warn you of before you got on. Really? Yeah. Be right. careful of the doors. Be careful of the drawers. Be careful of the bathroom. Be careful of the bathtub. I mean... I think that's what's going to happen, though. I think it's it reminds me a little bit, and, and you know, not in the same realm, but of uh, the alligator at the, the um, Grand Floridian is that, like, to us, it seems very obvious that you don't go in a body of water in Florida. But unfortunately, to people from other other places, they don't know. So you I don't think people don't, in other places don't have bathrooms. Well, I don't know that they've ever done a cruise before. And I don't know. You know, when you go to Disney, your mind isn't there that maybe they don't know that the ship shakes back and forth. So I'm not saying that. It, to me, it's common sense. You know what I mean? But it's I'm thinking that she right, no, could get a any, lawsuit. How do these people navigate the world? That's what I'm saying, though. There, that's We're going to live in a world soon where there is, like what you said, the warning sign on the on the door, the warning sign in the bathroom, the warning sign on the other Caution thing. tape. Yeah, on the which is what the they normally tell you anyways when you go in there to bring your, your stuff. And I've only been on like two or three cruises. And every time a stateroom attendant has said, be careful of the doors, be careful of the whatever, you know. Yeah, what scares me the most are those doors. The, you know, when you leave your veranda open yeah. and that door comes slamming slam. shut. Those doors yeah. are heavy. Yeah, they yeah. are. It could take a hand off. The stateroom attendant hand. is telling you to be careful not Tiny to trip. Hand. Yeah, well, they've told me to be careful about. Did they tell in, you that? In the no. Oh, I've I've had that before. Did, but on remember, a Disney cruise line, I've had them say, "Careful, there's a step up into yeah. the bathroom." I've oh. had them say that. Yeah, but it, it is one of those like, well, you're you're on a moving object. You, you have you know maybe this is the first moving object they've ever been able to walk around on. I don't know. I'm not making light of the kid fell and he probably did hurt himself, but I I don't know that that's that's a normal thing that happens in life. Whenever you know, I slipped the other day when I was getting out of the shower. So like, it's a scary thing, but it I don't have a warning sign in my room that says like. But that's why Disney right Cruise Line doesn't yeah. offer drink packages. Is that why? Their tubs are <laughs> hazardous, especially to the kids. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how that turns out. Again, I you know I hope the kid's okay. That's all. I, absolutely. We don't want anybody to be hurt for sure. But you read these stories, and I think the first thing you think is people are just looking to make money. Mm-hmm. They're just looking to get money out of Disney, but or a free cruise. Yeah. All right. Okay. Zachary Levi claims the Disneyland turkey legs are actually emu legs. Actor Zachary Levi, star of the new animated series Tangled Before Ever After, was on Conan O'Brien on Thursday evening. During the interview, Zachary Levi claimed an old Disney myth to be true. He believes that the Disneyland turkey legs are actually emu. This is an old wives' tale for Disney Park fans, but according to Levi, he has cast member friends at Disneyland that told him it was true. Okay, I gotta say something. I don't get a chance to see the pictures because I'm usually reading the news. <laughs> Please put this back up. <laughs> the sad emu. It's like Zachary Levi debating the emu. <laughs> I had to Google who Zachary Levi oh, I was. I who he was. Okay, Kathy, sorry. Okay. I'm enjoying Craig's Apparently, pictures. Apparently, these friends confirmed his fear. The revelation came about when Levi was asked why the turkey legs tasted like ham. And his cast member friend stated that the turkey legs were, in fact, emu. So emu tastes like ham. Okay. In an interview with E! News, the executive chef at Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom, Robert Adams, stated they are indeed turkey legs. He simply stated they're real turkeys. It's what they are. There you go. That's a great argument. This, this has been yeah. the, like, since I worked there since I was oh, younger, yeah. like, we just all assumed it was emu leg. Like, like that, that's a, I don't want to say that's common, a common thing. It's there a, are it's shirts out there. It's like, yeah. do you emu? You know? Yeah, and so this is weird that this has all of a sudden become a thing right now. I don't know. 
And I am actually surprised that they're actually turkey, to be honest. And if they do taste like ham, I wonder what their belly tastes like. I'm just saying. (laughs) I'm I'm curious. I've had emu before. Oh, yeah? I don't know if I've had a leg, per se, but I've had emu meat. And it is very dry. It is not moist and succulent like those legs are at Disney. So I don't know if they're emu. I think the well, turkey leg. Oh, you, I'm not giggling. He said two words that are like nails on a chalkboard. Oh, I said moist and succulent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm already thinking about the the thing's belly. Oh god, I didn't realize succulent Nightmares. was a bad word. Oh, or my belly. Gosh. So, what, do you got? You think it's emo right now? I, well, I don't. I you know I've never had it. If you're telling me it's a dry meat, I've I've had a bite of a turkey leg before, and you're right. It's not. It's this is not a dry meat. It's. I don't know what it is. I don't think it's turkey, though. I mean, it doesn't taste like the turkey you have on Thanksgiving. It doesn't, but that could be because this is brined for like three months right, before they serve it to you. Yeah, brined so, and smoked, exactly. So I don't know. You know, I think they're overrated. I don't really think they're good. I think everybody likes just holding the turkey leg. It's not that they enjoy There's the too flavor. Too much of it. sinew and stuff. In yeah, it, it's, yeah. It's ugh. like biting into a tendon. I never have dental floss with me. <laughs> <laughs> As you do. <laughs> All right. And we have one more news story. We decided to do four today because these were a bit on the short side. Okay. New experiences coming to the Disney Fantasy. Mm. Disney Cruise Line has announced some new experiences coming to the Disney Fantasy when it returns from Dry Dock this spring. For the kids, the new Star Wars command post inside the Oceaneer Club will let young cruisers train for missions against the First Order. They'll also be able to play with holographic models of the Millennium Falcon and other ships, plus learn to channel the Force. Ooh. Kids may be even might even meet some of the members of the resistance kids on the fantasy will also get the first opportunity on board disney cruise line to learn the ways of the mystic arts from dr strange as part of the all-new marvel superhero academy in this area kids get to learn from real life superheroes about the values of enlightenment worthy worthiness and loyalty for the grown-ups disney cruise line has partnered with the iconic jewelry retailer tiffany and company for a brand new store featuring the tiffany tea collection and tiffany and company diamonds the whole family will enjoy the new sweet on you ice cream shop featuring handcrafted gelato and ice cream sundays homemade chocolates and truffles plus a large selection of candy for purchase Sweet on You will be located near the family pool and will include a nod to the classic Mickey Mouse cartoon shorts. And that's the news. Excellent. We'll also include how to get in and out of the tub <laughs> properly. <laughs> Lessons on tub etiquette. It's um, part of the mustard drill now. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. It's not um, like f- I'm trying. I'm trying to get our kids to like Star Wars. I really am. Um, I think Julie, she just throws her hands up and she wants something to do with it. But I'm trying to get the kids to enjoy star wars my concern is like with uh with all these star wars things they're doing the kids clubs F- ferris and finley aren't going to know anything about it i'm trying mainly for that reason and have mainly you, for what's coming to walt disney world but i just have you started with rebel rebels because I, I mean that's cartoon and, and that's might be something they relate to first rather than the actual movie like i need a big big tub of popcorn and just keep them keep them sitting there <laughs> just and get the trash bag full bring them up but i'm trying but i'm you know i'm concerned with uh with them not relating to some of this stuff in the kids clubs i mean they can relate to andy's room and things like that so you think it's too like niche like too exclusively themed Look, they're seven they're seven and eight finley will be seven next week but they're seven and eight so they're you know 
it's never you're never too young or old to like Star Wars, but they just don't know it. Yeah. And well, I didn't get into it till I was like eleven <laughs> or twelve. Like I don't think. But. I, I I think Disney Cruise Line is doing a great job integrating these properties into the ship. This is one of the things that they have the opportunity to do this. You know, it's hard in a theme park to all of a sudden create, you know, a Doctor Strange attraction mm-hmm. or something like that. So being able to do it on the ship shows that they can do it. However, I think one of the most interesting things, at least for the people I know, is the introduction of Tiffany on the cruise. God help us all. This has taken sort of a page out of Royal Caribbean's book, which has all those high-end jewelers, the name-brand jewelers on board. One ship has a Tiffany, one ship has a Bulgari. And this is... Um, Different for Disney. This is the first time they've ever had, right, an outside vendor, as far as I know? I don't know if it's the first time, but it's the first time I've heard about Tiffany. Now, I understood, you didn't mention it, but I've been told that there would be Disney-Tiffany crossover stuff. Oh. And I don't know if that's true or not. That could just be rumor. My news writer didn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> Here's the deal. The if it's wrong, it. it's Jeff's fault. I just want you. Uh, Jeff, told you Jeff told me. So Jeff, if it's wrong, it's your fault. <laughs> a good opportunity for Disney to do some crossover merchandise, yeah. but I don't know if Tiffany works that way. I don't know if they've done other things like that. Mm-hmm. But I think you're going to see many more of this high end. Uh, well, I think that's good because I, we've been. To, I've said that for a long time that there are adults who travel who don't need a back scratcher or a plush or. One of the tchotchkes Disney markets to kids. I mean, mm-hmm. there are adults. Or even just the jewelry that they do have. There are people who want more expensive. I mean, you're talking about, you know, a high-end cruising experience. I think having a range is a good thing. Yeah, it is. You're attracting people who have the money to spend on that type of stuff. So, for sure. Before um, you email me, I am not suggesting that they take out the stuff that Disney sells. This is just a nice addition. I agree. Mm-hmm. And just again, anything Disney does on their cruise ships to enhance it, make it a little bit different. Because, you know, for those of us who've done it multiple times, you know, sometimes it gets a little boring. So you want to have something new and fresh and different to experience. Excellent. Kathy, thank you for You're reading welcome. the news. I appreciate you did it. such a good job. She did an excellent <laughs> job. Not better than other people. <laughs> just different. Just different. <laughs> All right, so we're going to move on to uh, Steve Porter, who happens to be in the Magic Kingdom today, giving us a live shot from the Magic Kingdom. Hey, Steve, how's it going? It's going pretty good. It's uh, it's really crowded here today, though. I got to tell you, the sky is beautiful behind you. Is it nice there? Yeah, it's, it's beautiful out there. It's pretty cool, so I'm like wearing a flannel shirt. Uh, people are wearing sweatshirts, so this is one of the nice days here. Cool. Are you going to do Stitch's Great Escape, or are you just standing in front of it because it's a good spot? Well, it's back open from being a seasonal attraction, so I am. I just was going to let you guys know that it is open today from 10 a.m. till 6 p.m. So everyone's favorite attraction is back open. Not even the full day. No. Not even the full day. No. Wow. Wow. Put something else there. Good God. So you'll have time after work if you want to go over. Yeah. Right. You can rush right now. <laughs> So you said the crowds are really bad, huh? Yeah. Uh, the people mover had a 30-minute wait, according to the cast member that I talked to. Uh, and everything else seems to be about 45 minutes or longer. So it's, uh, it's definitely the, the beginning of spring break is definitely happening. Can you give us a shot of the crowds? Can you turn the camera around? Let's see what's going yep. on. Mm. Oh, yeah. I heard the mom say, we're not doing Stitch. <laughs> you go, mom. You go. <laughs> Have you uh, gone over to that 
Oof, gosh, it is crowded. So have you done anything fun yet then, or are you just waiting for us? I've been running around taking some pictures for social media, and I actually uh, went to the new Joffrey stand in Tomorrowland as well, and I got the Mission to S'mores drink. It's a little melted now, but it's an espresso with uh, chocolate sauce and marshmallow syrup and graham cracker topping. Mm. Wow. Yeah. How much was it's, that, uh, $20? It's uh, five forty-nine. Oh, that's not bad. It's you know you know you know you're jaded. What a five forty nine drink. True. Anything else you want us to know about the Magic Kingdom today? Um, nothing else really. I gotta. I'm gonna run around and do some more social media today, and uh, so check out that. I'll be on Twitter and uh, Facebook. Excellent. Well, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Go enjoy yeah. the rest of your day. It's good to see you using both sides of the headphones. It really is. <laughs> yeah. I miss what you said. It's okay. It wasn't important anyway. I was just being a jerk. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Is it me or was it better without Rhino there? What? <laughs> just felt that way. You just told everybody it's not better or worse. It's just different. That was, that was the news. <laughs> oh. This was better. All right. I think it's very romantic when we share the headphones. Do you? <laughs> it's just me, though. <laughs> You're like Siamese twins from different mothers, <laughs> is what it's like. Uh, let's move on to rapid fire. Kathy, do you want to start us off with your rapid fire? Sure. Mine's very rapid. Typhoon Lagoon and Blizzard Beach are closed Wednesday and Thursday due to the cold temperatures we're going to have here. That's it. Hmm. Mine dovetails very well into Kathy's. <laughs> Okay, dovetail away, Kevin. Misadventure Falls, the new family raft attraction at Disney's Typhoon Lagoon, is now open, except tomorrow and Wednesday. Tomorrow and Thursday. Whatever Kathy just said those days. (laughs) (laughs) The fast-paced water slide takes you on a a journey where you are sure to spot some of Captain Mary Oceaneer's prized finds. I have no idea what that means. (laughs) Have a blast and, of course, get wet. I need to go back to the whole cold thing and closing a whole park down because I was because when ask I that. when I lifeguarded at Blizzard we we lifeguarded in crazy cold weather. That's when I wasn't a lifeguard; I was a coach because I didn't want to jump in because I had you know a coat on everything else on. But I think people coming down like from a blizzard might want to go to Blizzard and actually swim in sixty degree weather and be fine with it. What is what is the forecast? What are we looking at here? It's in the sixties. Yeah. The highs are gonna be in the mid to low sixties and the lows are gonna be in the forties. We'll see okay. See the forties, but I don't know. The 40s are at night. The 40s aren't going to be during the day. I can remember coming one time when we lived up north and came down, and the lifeguard was in, you know, the red outfit, but they had a blanket wrapped around them, and we laughed because they were there, ah, like they think it's cold. We thought it was nice because we came from up north. So I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people that are upset because... I mean, I don't get me wrong. I judged people when I was lifeguarding, (laughs) when it was cold. Like, why are you swimming? It's freezing out here. But people were swimming just... You know, yeah, doggy I th- paddling. I think people from the north are okay with it as long as it's heated. If the, yeah. the poles are heated, then it doesn't matter what time of year. Well, That's all that really matters. Like, are the things like the lazy rivers and stuff, are those heated? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, oh, so when I was a, when I first moved here and I was a cast member, so it was like 2008. The, it was like February, I remember. And um, it was like kind of cloudy, a little rainy. And I went to the, there was nobody in um, Typhoon Lagoon. And I was just like, this is amazing. Because right. you'd get out of the water and be like, oh, it's a little chilly, maybe. Because yeah. you're, you know, going from wet and then the, the breeze going through. But 
I was still like, I walked on everything. I got to do everything. And the second I'm in the water, I'm fine because the water right. was heated. So right. I was like, don't get out. Is, so I, you know, I only go to those water parks when it's bordering. I think on that the idea that you were the only person in Typhoon Lagoon is probably why it was closed as opposed to the temperature. It's <laughs> <laughs> just an opinion. Could have yeah. been. Uh, efficiency. I don't know. And I mean, I think that's part of it. Disney doesn't believe that people will go to these parks mm-hmm. when it's, or enough people will go to the parks. But as we're approaching spring break, I think we're, you know, like Steve said, it's getting crowded here. I think. People just don't care. Oh, and there are Some. people in the parks wearing sweatshirts and jackets and flannel shirts. That doesn't scream water park. Well, people still go. I'm telling you, they do. I, I was there. And sometimes it's the pool's empty and you're making friends with Lizard on the life, Lizard's yeah, on the lifeguard yeah. stand because you're so bored. But, it, it, you know, we'll see. Corey judged them. I well, judged them. Is Lizard a person? Why are you? <laughs> really? Lizard was the other lifeguard who worked with the Corey. The new attraction has an audio animatronic as you're going up. If is that, that makes Captain it, Mary Oceaneer? He's a um, parrot, and he talks to you as you're going up this one ramp. Because what's different about this one is you go in your tube, it looks like a you know big belt going up. So you don't have to climb up. Yeah, and instead they, of the normal style of you either drag a raft up or they have a raft waiting for you, it's mm-hmm. like an actual roller coaster. So they have a, a flat surface that your tube will roll onto pull you up and while you're going up yeah they have the pirate an- or the parrot animatronic that's squawking at you and then the slide itself looks pretty cool i mean they they released some video of it going around it's i guess it's disney's longest water slide that they have now um lots of actual theming within the one interesting part is it's very unlike a lot of their water slides where it's not like built into actual you know, like Blizzard Beach, all the slides are kind of built into the mountain. And right. same, at, same at Typhoon Lagoon, it's all built right into the theming. This is a little bit out on its own, but they did a good job of adding decorations, trees, everything around to really make it still feel like you're, you're right in the actual environment. So I bet that belt comes with a lot of warnings. Well, so we're talking about a loose raft ride. You're just in, or a tube ride. You're just in a tube. This isn't a They described as, it as a raft. Yeah, I think it, or, yeah. I think it seats up it's to It's a up to family five, style raft. Five, oh, so yeah. it's kind of like. Um, There's a bottom in the raft. Kali River. Yeah, type sort of. of. Raft, or is it's it like Steamboat Springs at Blizzard Beach. But without yeah, seats. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, ha- you, you have you have straps that you yeah. hold on to. So it's like you're you would, we would just be right next to each other holding the side. Right. Oh, it's yeah. and your feet yeah. kind of meet in the middle and <laughs> I don't so know. They, they it still looked too and then they, okay. Our families are is a wimp. We wouldn't be on I you wouldn't get me on this. I do like that you're going up on the conveyor because at Blizzard the uh, the tube goes up by itself on the conveyor and you have to go up the mountain and you just the tubes there waiting for you. So they've made the conveyor an attraction. Before you even really hit the water, yeah, no, and uh, it's. I think it's a great addition so far without even going on it yet. Just that they're giving so much love to Typhoon Lagoon. Uh, between that and the Crushing Gusher, you know, it's. I, I think if the next time I go to a water park at Disney, I'll be more likely to go to Typhoon Lagoon, just because it seems like they're getting all the love right now. And Blizzard Beach is just that. There, park that's there's there. a chairlift. Yeah, yeah. Chair <laughs> there's a chairlift. <laughs> Typhoon Lagoon also is more prominent now with the new roadway. Mm-hmm. It used to yeah. be, in my opinion, more set back, and right. now it's kind of like you can see the entrance. Yeah. So I think people might be more inclined to say, "What is that? I want to go to there." So good. Every time there's anything new at Disney, it's always great, right? Yeah. Speaking of new, does anybody know what's going out by what's going on by Wide World of Sports? They have cleaned all of, of those corners yeah. off. 
Yeah, well, I th- that that's the back of Hollywood Studios Forest. So it's it's like where the cast member parking lot was. Is that's the, I think that's the other side of the woods, and they have to create a new retention area. It's like they have to. Obs- in the original plan for like the Star Wars area, I think what's going to happen is the the park has to expand outward and absorb some of yeah, the yeah. That's cast not parking. what I'm talking well, about. Yeah, this is next to Art. I, um, you can I know see, what you're talking you about. You see that expansion, the big you, intersection. We're talking about across the street from Hollywood Studios. Yeah, by the, Pop Century. I don't know. I don't know if that's where they're building the retention oh, um, the area because there is one that was one in the woods, and now I think they've they said they had to move it. Um, well, now all four corners are. Barren. I saw that the other yeah. day. Yeah, it looks like someone just came in and wiped it all out. It's like, crazy, crazy, so. crazy. All right, thank you, Kevin, for that. Rhino, what's your rapid fire? Um, it is about getting photographed at a Disney bathroom. So the Tangled Photo Pass opportunity that you can go get your um, photo taken with one of the lanterns outside of the Tangled Fantasyland bathrooms is has been indefinitely extended. Now we covered this week, this last week. Were you not last paying? Week, no, last week it was ending. Yeah, now it's yeah, extended. now it's extended. Now they it's just extended. they just oh, said like right. yesterday or something that okay. they were gonna keep it going because I think people. I apologize. Put I was up gonna, a thing. I was gonna get mad at you, but no. Well, I was I was on an airplane last week, so I didn't I didn't see the show. I only caught a few minutes, but. Um, but yeah, um, so they're going to keep it going, which is cool. I, when I was at the DVC party a couple weeks ago, um, somebody invited me, and uh, I got to see some people taking a picture there, and it was really popular. There was a pretty big line for it. It looks really cool. I mean, every photo I've ever seen of it, but I didn't want to wait and take a picture. No, I wanted you don't to use have the restroom. To. So yeah, now now I can just go whenever. So it's, it's a nightly thing, um, and it's weather permitting because it's, you know, obviously, as I assume, all outdoor Disney photo pass things are. So is it a loose lantern and someone hands you and you put it in your hand mm-hmm. and you take a picture? Yeah, yeah. And then so like they already have all the lanterns kind of set up for the restroom area because it's Rapunzel's Tower. It's like right underneath that is where the two restrooms are. And it's a really nice area over there because there's a mm-hmm. nice area to relax on the side that have like chargers built into the seats and everything too that I feel like not a lot of people know about. But um, – so it's like a perspective thing. So the 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 cast member takes the photo a little further back with you holding the lantern, and then it looks like all the other lanterns are kind of flying away above you. So it's cool. And it, they sometimes I don't know if this was just for the DVC party, but there was Rapunzel and Flynn were over there. I know that Flynn's not a normal meet and greet person, but so that might be something that if they're not already doing that regularly, that would be kind of a cool thing to add over there too. I think. Yeah. Very cool. Limited time magic. <laughs> Forever. <Aww. laughs> Thank you, Rhino. Corey? All right, this really doesn't have anything to do with the theme parks, but I guess as long as Pandora's opening, anything related to Avatar will. Um, there's been another delay for Avatar, the sequel release. Um, initially set for for the end of 2014, the sequel to James Cameron's blockbuster film Avatar will be delayed for a third time. The most recent scheduled release was for Christmas 2018, but Cameron told the Toronto Star, well, 2018 isn't happening. Um, what people have to understand is that this is a cadence of releases, ex- explained Cameron. So we're not making Avatar 2, we're making Avatar 2, 3, 4, and 5. No information oh has been given regarding the other sequels scheduled for release in 2020, 22, 23. So, like I said, it's anything to deal with Avatar right now with Pandora. I guess we all have to follow it. I spent a couple of days last week in New Jersey with my dad. Every commercial 
is about Pandora at Walt Disney World. Is it really? Oh, really? Every, wow. And I mean, they are just flooding the market in well, the Northeast. They did the ABC. ABC was there um, on a bunch of it. It was like the news. The, mm-hmm. um, the View was view, there. Yeah. yeah. And it's just kind of like, I don't, I, I, I'm not trying to be negative about it, but the more they show of it, the less interested I'm getting into it because it's just clearly that they keep showing this one spot mm-hmm. and that's it. And I'm like, and they go over the railing and they're like, look at these plants. And I'm like, good Lord. Okay. Well, that shouldn't have taken you 10 years to build. Like, it's so. Is it the shot of the bridge? Yeah. It's, it's the, it's the bridge. And like right when you go in where you would see the floating island. So mm-hmm. it's always that same drone shot of the islands. That's clearly very forced because we all have seen what it looks like walking into animal kingdom. And then it's like right below it. I think right as you go over the bridge on the side, there's going to be like some plants that light up and stuff. So I want it to be cool. I want to be able to enjoy it. As far as the movies go, nobody's going to care. It's been like nine years now was when it was supposed to be. Because the last one, the original one came out in 2009. I'm going to have to watch the first one again. I think the last time I watched it, they were doing like a like a, a, a thing at Best Buy. You buy a TV and you get Avatar. Oh, uh, yeah. Like with it. Yeah. That, that was the last time I watched it. And that was like the DLP yeah. TV. One of the things about the commercials that they're playing is it's always the same River Ride the sort of a CG version of the river ride. And it's also the banshees falling off the cliff. Yeah. So it's, there's, it's the same commercial over and over and over again. I don't, I mean, I'm looking forward to something new at Disney, but I'm hoping they're not overhyping it. Well, the ABC, um, the news, the woman went into the ride. So they showed like the things you have to wear over your face in order to be like on the banshee. So you can kind of make up, I, I think from the, at least from my what I saw in the commercial, it looks like she's on the vehicle, but they don't show the vehicle a little there bit. There was but it looks one. Like, they were talking about you were going to ride a banshee. Yeah, and that's the one but that she was on. There was one that looked like she was in a mine train car. Did you see that one? You could see like the side <coughs> of a car, like you would sit oh, no, next to somebody. Part. Yeah. So I'm not sure how they're going to do that. Well, one. Well, that's then they had a picture that made it more like originally the one picture that was leaked. Uh, made it seem like you're going to be on an actual Banshee, and now it looks like it's going to be more uh, just basic and plain. And okay, not that's what it looked like in the up. video. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if that, I don't know if it's they're still not done with it or what, or if everyone's expectations are just going to be completely wrong. But uh, it's it's time to get in there and actually see what the heck <laughs> yeah. is actually happening. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited for it. Um, I also think that people who aren't fans of Avatar, it might make them go watch the movie. I was and just going to say, I've never seen the movie. So do you think it's worth no, watching no, the wait, movie? W- wait, wait, because I think you should bring that perspective <laughs> sure. for people. So don't watch it until okay. after you go, because I think that's a really important perspective to have, because that could be a little bit of like where the negativity is coming from too i don't know but i just would be really curious to go in there and, and see what you have to say after yeah. not however are, do you think kathy will understand what's going on if there, she doesn't see the movie well that's yeah. what i want to know that's well, why you, you, you can always i mean you live here so it's easy for you to just go home watch right. it and come back but well you know. but figure how many disney attractions have i done that i never saw the movie and i got what the message was so i'm going with the um view of what did the Imagineers do? Yeah, I I don't think the storytelling is going to be overly complicated. I think it's going to be more like on the line of Cars Land where, you know, it it doesn't really take that much to understand what's happening in Cars Land. There's a bunch of cars driving around. Anything about the movie at all? Do you know anything about 
No, because I it was on a couple weeks ago at like midnight, and I'm like, oh, I should watch this. And they were like in this warehouse or something, and I went, okay, that's it. I, I probably watched five <laughs> minutes. So, well, I'll tell you, before the opening of Harry Potter at Universal, I did a marathon of watching all the Harry Potter movies, and I'm kind of glad I did because I got all those little hidden gems that that were that were throughout. I think mm-hmm. if I'd have walked in without watching them, I I wouldn't have understood anything. But I'm hoping, you know, like, like I don't it, think that's the same thing because Harry Potter's like a fully realized functional world in itself. Like you can feel that in the books, you can see it in the movies, you can see it in Diagon Alley. Like whereas this is a jungle with, you know what I mean? Like there hasn't been enough of it yet that I don't know that. Like, like Julie and the kids have not watched um, Avatar, and like I said, even with uh, Star Wars. So I'm going to switch it, uh, kind of <laughs> use that too, because maybe with what I'm saying with Pandora, that people might go in Pandora and want to watch Avatar. I'm hoping that my kids go in these kids clubs and say, okay, maybe I want to get to know Star Wars now, and maybe that that will interest them into watching Star Wars. Somebody in the chat room just said that the land takes place generations after the events of the movie. Is that does anybody know that's, if that's true? I believe that is true. It's after all the dust has kind of settled. It's it, not like it's taking place directly after so the no, events in the first no film. characters from the movie will be in, on in Pandora in Walt Disney World. As far as I know, I, I don't believe so. I mean, mm, unless so just the Navi yeah, as a species. Right. So I mean that sort of answers the question of how is he going to do it with new movies? Yeah. You just sort of bridge Yeah, it's the, the if you make it try to keep the story as timeless as possible, then you don't really run into that kind of an right. issue with it, but uh, I think after after people get in the land, they'll go and discover the movie and they'll have a better appreciation for it. Um in the same way that people did that with cars. Because when it first came out, that's kind of a. It's not a great movie, especially compared to the rest of the Pixar films. Go in Cars Land, then go back and watch the movie. Yeah. And you can appreciate it a lot more for what it is. Avatar was only a big spectacle because of 3D. The story was basic and plain. The effects were cool at the time, but now they look very dated uh, when you see it flash by mm-hmm. on TV. Uh, but. You know, once you see it and you can be in that land, you might have a better appreciation for it. But Kathy, don't watch the movie before. Okay. <laughs> Just it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see what you say yeah. about it. If okay. you think yeah. that this is because we're going to have people who want to travel here who probably don't see the movie. So is it something they can do? Excellent. I bet you Corey didn't think his rapid fire was going to generate that much conversation. Of course I did not. Of course you did. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Corey. Let's move on to Craig. Okay, so the celebration at the top will now be available through September 24th, 2017. Uh, Originally, it was supposed to end on March 26th. And uh, so if you don't know what this is, uh, guests will check into California Grill an hour before the Magic Kingdom fireworks begin. Uh, They will be served a menu that will include, I still don't know how to say it, Canapes, 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 canapes. Uh, <laughs> a selection like of enemies of the Navi, <laughs> the canapes of attack. Canapes, uh, a selection of sushi rolled by the expert California Grill sushi chefs. A selection of flatbreads and other small plates. Uh, there will be a bar with craft beers, wines, cordials, and coffee available. Uh, Cordials. The- Cordials. Uh, the the event costs $99 per person plus tax and gratuity. And basically, you get to sit up in the California Grill and have a great uh, spot of 
you have a great spot to watch Wishes and eat your canapes. <laughs> canapes. Thank this is a really you. interesting photo of those fireworks. They they look very colorful. Is that one of our photos? No, thanks, no. Disney Parks blog. Yeah, I feel like so. that's a little misleading, but that's it's cool. Or they're just good. Very cool. Thank you, Craig. All right, we are going to move on to our thread of the week. And Craig was kind enough to pick out a thread of the week for us. So I'm going to have him read it, and then we can have a nice discussion about it. Yeah. Craig, take it away, Craig. So this was one of the uh, biggest threads that we had on the boards uh, last week into this week. And the title of it is, I am not staying at a value resort. So it is obviously from the Disney Resorts section on disboards.com, and it is by Karen4546. So here we go. I'm sure there will be some who think I am being snotty, snobby, or both, but really I am not. My brother has decided to take my mom to Disney World in August. He still has a child in school, so he has to go during her break. He is thinking that a value would be uh, better for him cost-wise since he will need two rooms. I told him I would split the cost with him, paying my portion and half of mom's if he wanted to rent points. And he did. <laughs> Pete is asking from I don't know where the, the great beyond <laughs> if uh, Craig just really just say canopies. Yep. But you're in New York City. Do they serving canopies? <laughs> All right, this nope, is working no out great. Okay, he hung up. Um, uh, so, yeah. Um, basically, because I forgot where I'm at with this, and I... Her brother's staying. Her brother's staying. She offered to um, pay for half. Okay, sorry. Yes, I've read lots of posts on the values. Smaller room, smaller bed, smaller vanity. I do enjoy a larger space and love room service, but can you convince me to stay in a value resort? And if so, which one? I don't love... A long walk to transportation from the room. She has heard good things about Pop's food court, but basically she just wants to know what the positives are of staying in a value resort, if there are any. Here's the deal. People have replied to her and pretty much said no matter what they tell you, whatever what they tell her, she's not going to be happy. Right. She's already made up her mind that this isn't going to go well for her if she's forced to stay in a value resort. Three snaps in the Z formation. Right. <laughs> what? I don't know what's happening. What was that? Three and she's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. However, okay. for those folks who are thinking about staying at a value resort, there are perks for sure. There are pluses for sure. Yeah, you pay less. Right, exactly. First and foremost, you have more money for other things. Well, I think, you know, when I used to live up north, being able to come to Disney, we always said it a moderate, but if all I could afford was a value, a stay at a value resort at Disney is a whole lot better than not coming to Disney right. at and all. And also, I think it, it may, might give you the option to come to Disney twice a year. Right. You know, as opposed to or once. As John said, it might allow you to eat in a nicer restaurant, yeah. uh, buy another souvenir. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of those things that, are the beds really smaller? Yeah, they are. Are they? Mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, they're full size rather than like queen oh, size at the moderate. You can't jump and, as high on them. That's what I found. I, so when Especially I, by your snap. <laughs> when I was a kid, uh, you know, we didn't have a lot of money growing up, but um, we would come down and visit my great-grandmother who lived down here every year. And 
one of the things was is we saved up our money all year, like collecting bottles, whatever, you know, and coming. And so it was like we each had our own money that my mom put for us in envelopes and stuff. And, like, we were sandwich in the backpack kind of family. So I never stayed at Disney property because of that. Um, so we were always in, like, whatever the seediest and shadiest hotel was that was closest and cheapest. But, like, the murder scale was a little lower. That's where we went. And... So when I first stayed at a Disney resort when I came for grad night um, when I was 18, uh, I was blown away by w- the experience you have at a Disney resort. Um, and uh, you cannot undervalue what it's like to be able to not have to drive a car around mm-hmm. here. Right. And Absolutely. yes, they take a little bit of time. But I will tell you right now, if you're somebody... I mean, she's stayed at a resort before, though. Is that the problem? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she stayed yeah. at multiple. I, I will – my argument for the value resort is just that, like, you're, you're – the difference between here and Disneyland is when you come here, you get completely absorbed right. and immersed into your thing. And I, I think that's kind of an undervalued part of the vacation is that you disappear into Disney, you know? Uh, think about – I apologize, Craig. Think okay. about um, – your Magical Express is included. Yeah. So now you've that's not a cost to get to your resort. Mm-hmm. There's no internal cost to get around because you can use transportation. Some of the values are located further from a theme park, so it takes you a little bit longer to get there. But would you rather not go? Would you ha- rather not have your brother be able to go to Disney with you because right. he can't afford it? No, go and enjoy it. We always thought taking the bus or the trams or any of that, that was part of our vacation. You know, I didn't need to step on a monorail and get to wherever. And I said, we did the one year. I said to the kids, look, we can go, but we can't buy a lot of food while we're there. So we went to Walmart and bought sandwiches and stuff like that. And the game for the kids was Mickey's not going to get our money. So every time we did something that Mickey didn't get our money, and that's the vacation my kids talk about the most. Kathy holding dollar bills above Mickey's head in the theme park. Mickey can't get it. Mickey can't get my money. Um, I well, I want to yeah. chime in. Uh, Karen was worried about the long walk from the actual room to get to the transportation, and right there, that's that's one of those big misconceptions about value resorts. And that, like, if you're at Animal Kingdom and you're all the way mm-hmm. out on the yeah. longest wing, that is a longer walk to get to transportation. Boardwalk, yeah, exactly. Oh my God. We I, stayed in a room at the Boardwalk one time, and I'm pretty sure we were in Tampa by the time. <laughs> <laughs> that was really well, I want to point out too is that um, so the Art of Animation is a value resort, right? And um, it has what I think is the best cafeteria yeah. in all of the Disney, like mm-hmm. the resorts for the just go and grab food on a tray. So they're not, they have this bad rep that, you know, some, some, it, I guess it just kind of depends on which one you're going. Oh, into, I will not say anything nice about the all-stars. Every time we would do a seven and seven and it came up to a day where we'd have to go to the all-stars. Like, can we leave now? Yeah. No yeah, one wanted to show up. Uh, but Pop Century, but, yeah, or yeah, or, Pop in uh, Art of Animation. I I love going over there. We spent hours and hours at Art of Animation just a couple weeks ago yeah. over there hanging out. It's it's a lovely resort, and that's there's nothing oh there's nothing like super wrong with uh, the All Stars. It's just you know they get a lot of traffic with all the yeah. groups that come in and move through, and they just don't get the uh, the TLC that some of the other values get, unfortunately, and. Hey, I don't like that's sports. life, but yeah, I know you don't. <laughs> I think it, you know, it depends on where you are in your Disney life. You know, like 
you know, Rhino said there were times when we came down and we stayed off property. Mm-hmm. And that was the best thing in the world. And then when we could stay on property, that was the best thing in the world. Because you were here. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now I don't think I would ever stay in a value resort, but that's just where I am. Well, when we did the Dis, the, um, the Dis Unplugged event in July, we stayed at Pop just to be closer, even mm-hmm. though I don't live that far away. And we weren't really even in the room that much. So if you're not going to be in the mm-hmm. room a lot, that was my. You know, if really, you're not yeah. going to do room service and stuff. Save the money. You can use that money for something else. I think it's more important that she spend time with her family. Right. And have her brother there and her mother there than to worry about that, where yeah. they're staying. Now, she did mention, you know, they're thinking about renting DVC points and getting a DVC. You know, if you can rent points cheaply enough. Yeah, do that. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, change everyone's mind. Yeah, do that. Yeah, do that. That might be a better way to go because you'll probably get a nicer accommodation. And But then again, you know, it's all about how much are those points going to cost you. Um, what was the other thing someone had said on that thread? I can't think of what they said. I remember thinking that was a very interesting point about the value resorts, and now I can't put it in my head. It'll probably happen after the show is over. All right. Well, thank you, Craig, for finding us that thread of the week. You're very welcome. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I was hoping he would respond. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everybody here for participating in our conversation, for being on the show. Really appreciate it. Um, thank you, everybody at home, for listening and watching. That'll do it for our show. Stop watching. <laughs>